Hello, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, as part of our MCU series, of course. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, we've been watching the true story baseball movie, The Rookie. But I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's week been? I've had a really good week at work. It's been busy. It's been long. I've had a lot to do, but it's been a really good week. My new MacBook actually finally arrived at work actually sorry i'll i'll apologize in advance i've got a fan on in the background because it's really warm in my kitchen where i'm recording but yeah my new work macbook arrived and i don't know whether anyone has seen any of my youtube videos yet that i've put on recently they're only like short videos they've got some music in the background from dj saucy uh, but yeah, I uh, put a quick video on of my new MacBook unboxing. It's actually got quite a few views already. I don't know whether it's just because it's a MacBook unboxing that people are wanting to be able to watch it. But so far, it's got like 40 views at the moment. So yeah, it's gained a lot more traction than anything else I've done. Anyway, regardless, it's been uh, just a really nice week. I had to set that up earlier in the week. That took forever. Of course, I had to take a lot of things off of my old MacBook, which is still the one that I'm recording on on a weekend. It's the one that I use in my personal free time but uh, yeah apart from that i've switched to this new super powerful macbook pro that uh, has been what about three months ago since we ordered it so yeah really really long time what else i've been doing this past week we've been preparing some more things for the holiday we've ordered some more bits that we want to be able to take with us i've ordered the caps that um, i'm going to get in which are like embroidered on the front with our surname And then also like family 2022, which I've done mock-ups of this design for each of the years we were supposed to have been going. But of course, it's been delayed on multiple occasions. But uh, yeah, is there anything else that we've been doing? I don't think so. Oh, I interviewed for a new junior that's going to be starting in the office soon, who's going to be like helping me. I think she starts in a couple of weeks time. And then yesterday, we just had a nice day with the kids. Like I say, we've been making sure that we get a lot of things prepared before we go away on a holiday, more things ordered that we need to take with us. You don't realise how expensive going on holidays it's not just paying for the holiday or in this case paying for park tickets for disney and this that and the other it's paying for all the things that you need to buy before you go away but uh, no we're really looking forward to it it's only a few weeks away now it won't be long until i can start officially saying we are going on holiday this month <laughs> i'll be looking forward to that day uh, but yeah hopefully everyone's had a great week drop me a message of course over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club and just let me know how you've been doing it's always nice to be able to hear from people Now, though, it's time for the news, and starting off this week as part of Disney's Halfway to the Holidays announcements, where they announce many of the Christmas and holiday celebrations that are going to be coming to the Disney parks, Disney also gave us a sneak peek at some of the cast of the upcoming The Santa Clauses series. The cast photo shows the characters of Scott and Carol Calvin, also known, of course, as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. It also shows their two children, Cal and Sandra, who are played by Austin Kane, and also Tim's real-life daughter, Elizabeth Allen Dick. Missing, though, from the original films is Charlie, who was played by Eric Lloyd in the original films, and it's still not yet known if Charlie will appear in some capacity in the series, even in maybe a guest spot at some point. However, I really do hope that he will appear. And also, of course, the character of Lucy, who was played by uh, Liliana Mummy, I think that's how you say that. But yeah, I'm hoping that some of these other original cast members, also, like you said, ex-wife and things like that, I'm hoping that they show up as well, because that was uh, just something that I loved about the original films, about their 
like dynamic with each other. But yeah, hoping that they show up. Also, the cast photo includes the characters of Simon and Grace, who will be played by Cal Penn and Rupali Red. It's also expected to the, the character of Simon will actually be set up in the series to take over the role of Santa Claus when Scott retires from the role to spend time with his family and give them a normal life away from the pole. And also this uh, cast photo also is rounded out with the elves Noel and Betty, who are played by Devin Bright and Matilda Lawler. What do you think about the new series? Are you looking forward to it? Personally, I've said this on quite a few occasions, I am a huge Tim Allen fan. Really, really looking forward to this series coming out later this year. And I actually think the idea of Scott passing on this role to someone else as he decides to retire is a really interesting way of doing it, rather than, of course, in the original film when Santa fell off the roof and Scott took over the role. It's a nice way to be able to tackle, you know what, I want to be able to settle down and have a nice normal family life now. This is the other clause that we haven't yet uh, come across so far where you can pass on this title to someone else who you feel is deserving for this role. So yeah, really looking forward to finding out more about this and getting to check that out later this year. This past week we also got some more casting announcements for a new, a few other upcoming Disney Plus series. Starting with more cast being announced for the upcoming Percy Jackson series. Dior Guja, I think that's how you say that, has joined the cast as Clarice LaRue, who is a child of Ares. She's a strong-willed and competitive fighter who doesn't let much stand in the way of her winning. She has intense loyalty to her close friends, but also there is no love, love lost between her and Percy. Olivia Morton will be playing Nancy Bobafit. Bobafit? I keep wanting to say Boba Fett. <laughs> anyway, Nancy is Percy's nemesis at Yancey Academy, where we will first be introduced to Percy, as well as Grover and Chiron. And finally, Charlie Bushnell will be playing Luke Castellian. I think that's how you say that one as well, who is the head counsellor of the Hermes cabin and is also a superb swordsman. Luke will soon become one of the most influential people in Percy's life in more ways than one. When this series was announced, of course, I decided to start reading the books to my son for bedtime stories and things like that. And since then, we're actually now near the end of the fourth book and we're really, really enjoying these. In fact, so much so that I've bought the next book series as well after this one. So really looking forward to the TV series and just finding out more about who's going to be playing these characters. I said this a few weeks back that it gives me that way to be able to visualize these characters in the book as well. So yeah, really looking forward to this series hopefully we'll get some more announcements about it in the not too distant future deadline reported this past week that jacob vargas has joined the cast of the upcoming national treasure series in a recurring role and will be playing Raphael, a rugged treasure obsessed adventurous soul with a good sense of humor Filming is currently underway for the series, which will feature Jess, who will be played by Lisette Alexis, who is a resilient, resourceful dreamer who embarks on the adventure of a lifetime to uncover the truth about her family's mysterious past and save a lost Pan-American treasure. Disney announced this past week a number of exclusives which will be coming to Disney Plus in the UK over the next couple of years. These will include the movies The Princess on July 1st, Not OK on July 29th, Prey, which is a new entry into the Predator franchise, which will debut on August 5th, and also later this year, Rosaline, which is starring Caitlin Dever. I always keep wanting to say Denver, but it's Caitlin Dever. Uh, I say that's coming later this year and is a retelling of sorts of the Romeo and Juliet story. We'll also be getting some new series, including the docuseries Welcome to Wrexham, starring Rob McKelney and Ryan Reynolds, which actually documents them purchasing Wrexham United here in the UK. 
And that will arrive on Disney Plus here on the 25th of August. We'll be getting Mike from the team behind I, Tonya, The Old Man, which is starring Jeff Bridges, Wedding Season, Extraordinary, the docu-series Save Our Squad, and we'll also be getting new seasons of American Horror Story Season 2 and Reservation Dogs Season 2, among many, many others. I do enjoy seeing this, that we're getting some of these series that would otherwise air on Hulu in the US. Of course, we don't get Hulu here in the UK, so it's nice that they're added to Disney Plus here. I do think that we pay a little bit extra to be able to get access to those because it falls under the star banner, and of course, over in the US, you don't have the star banner, so... Uh, uh, yeah, he's, we do pay a bit extra to be able to get that, but of course we don't get Hulu, which we would probably otherwise be subscribed to as well. Also, Paramount Plus launched here this past week, and I don't know whether there's enough content for me to justify having that as another streaming service as well there are a few things i want to be able to watch on there including the halo series and star trek strange new worlds but i think that's about it at the moment i don't think i could justify maybe signing up for a year which is the most cost effective way of doing it but I don't think there's enough inf- like, enough for me, anyway, on there to be able to watch. If there's a few other series on there, I'd like to be able to see the full series list and movie list. It might be one that I'll invest in, maybe with my dad or something like that. But, uh, yeah, not sure on that one yet. Still something for me to investigate. I will start on a few other short stories now. We also got a few trailers this past week, starting with barbarian which is about a young woman traveling to detroit for a job interview and she books at a rental home but when she arrives late at night she discovers that the house is double booked and a strange man is already staying there against her better judgment she decides to spend the evening but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest Disney also released a trailer this past week for the upcoming Disney Channel original movie, Zombies 3, as the characters are beginning their senior year at Seabrook High in the town that has become a safe haven for monsters and humans alike. Zed is anticipating an athletic scholarship that will make him the first zombie to attend college, whilst Addison is gearing up for Seabrook's first international cheer-off. Then, suddenly, extraterrestrial beings arrive in Seabrook, provoking something other than a friendly competition. We also got trailers for the third season of Solar Opposites this past week, and the fourth season of What We Do in the Shadows. We also got another new trailer for the upcoming Lego Star Wars special, Summer Vacation. I watched this um, trailer only a few days back, and I watched it again before the podcast today, and it looks interesting. Of course, none of these Lego specials are canon, so you can't class them as part of the story. So when you see something like the Emperor and Vader pop up on a beach, you know that it's not quite right. But one thing that I found really, really interesting is that it looks like the ship that they are on in like when they come away from the planet right at the beginning of the trailer and also in later scenes throughout the trailer, it looks like it's the Halcyon. Now, I can't remember whether I've talked in depth about the Halcyon at all, but the Halcyon is a luxury Starliner hotel, let's call it. Now, the reason that I'm bringing this up that it's a hotel is because this is the hotel which is at Walt Disney World. This is the Galactic Star Cruiser, which you see pop up on the map. The Halcyon is that ship. And when I saw this come onto this Lego Summer Special, I looked at the exterior of it and also then like the the main lobby that they walk into and the bar and even just the corridors that they're walking down. And I looked at that and I was like, that's the Halcyon. 
And uh, they've not confirmed this, and I will be interested to be able to see if it is when it comes out, or if this is just another ship that looks like the Halcyon, because there could be more than one that were made that have been done up in this, that, and the other. Anyway, I'm, I'm talking about Star Wars lore, but regardless, I think that that is the Halcyon, and if that is the case, this could then lead the way to Lego making a Halcyon ship. Of course, we've had the Millennium Falcon, we've had Star Destroyers, we've had the Super Star Destroyer. Even this past week, we got the announcement that will be a new Lego ship from the Bad Batch as well. But I think that this could be a sign that we could be getting a Lego version of the Halcyon that could potentially be exclusive to being sold on board the Halcyon. There are many exclusive things that you can only buy on the Halcyon. And I could think that this could, at least to begin with, be exclusive to purchase on the ship. But... uh, I just thought that that was interesting to be able to bring up because I saw that and I was like, that looks like that is the Halcyon. Anyway, we also found out this past week that whilst it will air on Disney Plus in the US, Canada and UK and the rest of the world on August 5th, in Australia and also in New Zealand, the release has actually been delayed to September 23rd. There's actually been no official reason given for the delay. However, as it's currently winter in the Southern Hemisphere, it could just be that they're waiting for it to air when it's maybe warmer weather in those areas. However, in other Southern Hemispheres, so I'm stumbling over my words there, in other Southern Hemisphere regions, it's not been delayed. So it just makes you question whether that is the reason or whether it's not, or whether we may hear about some delays elsewhere in the world at a later date. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that one and I will let you know on that if it does get delayed anywhere else as well. Disney also released a trailer for the Searchlight Pictures film Not Okay, which stars Zoe Douche as uh, Danny Sanders, an aimless aspiring writer with no friends, no romantic prospects, and worst of all, no followers. So she fakes an Instagram-friendly trip to Paris in the hopes of boosting her social media clout. This will be coming to Disney Plus and Hulu on July 29th. Well, we also got a trailer this past week for National Geographic's The Territory, which provides an immersive look at the tireless fight of Amazon's indigenous Aruriwa. I'm not, <laughs> that is a terrible one for me to pronounce at the best of times, but uh, Uruiwa. I think that's how you pronounce that. Anyway, it's about their fight against the encroaching deforestation brought by farmers and illegal settlers. We also found out that Turning the Tales with Robin Roberts has won a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Informative Talk Show. And we got a special look at Disney's Magic Summer Quest this past week with a behind-the-scenes video and also some new photos. In this Magic Quest outing, the Summer Crusade will take our competitors through the iconic locations of Epcot where the impossible becomes possible. The two teams will race around the world and beyond, competing throughout all four neighbourhoods of Epcot, including World Showcase, the home of 12 unique country experiences. They'll also be heading to World Discovery, which highlights adventures in space, World Nature, which showcases the natural beauty of the Earth, and finally World Celebration, which explores the history of innovations. The competing stars will get premier access to the all-new Wonders of Xandar Pavilion with the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction, and also get an insider look into Remy's Ratatouille adventure. Expect to see surprise moments and special guests as the two teams run against the countdown clock to complete their quest before sunrise. 
And finally this week, we got more news about the Australian-made Disney Plus series, Last Days of the Space Age, which is an eight-part dramedy series set in 1979 Perth in Western Australia. As the power strike threatens to plunge the region into darkness, whilst the city hosts the iconic Miss Universe pageant and the US space station Skylab crashes just beyond the city's suburbs. Against this backdrop, three families in a tight-knit coastal community find their marriages, friendships, and futures put to the test. Deadline also reported this past week that Sam Delch from Home and Away and also Netflix's Spiderhead has joined the series in an unknown role. I've been told a few pe- by a few people that I should check out Spiderhead. Let me know if you've seen it and if you think it's something that's worth watching. But uh, yeah, I've been told by a few people to try and check that out when I get a chance. But anyway, that's about it for this past week's news. What are you most excited for? Let me know, of course, over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club plus being the word plus, or over in the Social Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course over in the Social Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now I am going to take a brief break and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. Jeff Davis here on Sorcerer Radio. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for DW60. We'll start things off with Press Row as we talk about some of the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort. And of course, there's always rumors floating around, and I'll cover them during the rumors of the week. And I'll be reading your emails during email time. As always, I'll be playing some of your favorite Disney music from around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you missed the show, catch the replay that evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can always catch up on the news of the week during DW60's Press Row Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. It's DW60 with me, Jeff Davis, here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Of course, this last week we had the series finale of Kenobi, which was episode six, episode three of Miss Marvel. And also for me, I finally got round to watching Doctor Strange. So I will start with that because we only watched it last night and that was a brilliant film. If you haven't yet checked out Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I highly advise it, especially if you've seen, is it Spider-Man Far From Home, the most recent one, which tackles the multiverse? If you've seen that and especially if you've seen What If, WandaVision. I think you would have had to have seen WandaVision before this, so uh, just brace yourself if you start watching it and you haven't watched WandaVision because there's a major plot point to the film which tackles part of the the series of WandaVision, let's say. Um, But also, like I say, it's a sequel to Doctor Strange and carries on the uh, wider MCU. But uh, yeah, really, really interesting film to watch, especially for those that are kind of engrossed in the Marvel cinematic and television universe. There's a lot to be able to unpack in this. And I just thought it was an absolutely brilliant story. There are a few things I came away from it, like I wonder what they're going to do with this and I wonder what they're going to do with this and how they will tackle this going forward. But 
I, I just really enjoyed the film and we got introduced to some other new characters and also some characters in the multiverse which may pop up in the not too distant future in future MCU films hopefully so uh, yeah we'll not spoil it too much apart from that but I will talk about it in much more detail when we get round to it in the weekly movie club for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Of course I also watched Miss Marvel episode 3 this past week which delves further into like the history of her heritage let's say of her family and her powers and where those powers come from and how this bangle or bracelet that she wears is able to activate these powers but also it kind of delves deeper into the story of who the villains of this series are going to be and potentially how they could pose a threat going forwards as well so yeah really interesting to find out more about that i think if i talk too much more about it i will spoil it for someone so I don't want to do that just yet. I will talk about the entire series in more detail in the future, but yeah, at this at this moment, with it still airing weekly, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But finally, I'm going to come to the one that I almost led with for this week because I'm so excited that this series has just been on, and this is the season finale of Kenobi. Now, again, this is one that I don't want to speak about in too much detail because I am going to spoil it, even if you kind of know where Kenobi ends up come A New Hope and things like that, I really don't want to spoil it for people who haven't yet watched this series because it is absolutely amazing. One thing that I do want to say, and I have discussed this briefly as the weeks have gone on, is that I feel that this series kind of gave us a glimpse into where Obi-Wan is come 10 years after episode three and where his mindset is and that he seems to blame himself for the fall of Anakin Skywalker. Now, of course, this series then goes on to tackle giving him his confidence back, not only in himself again, but also in the Force and his own abilities. And I feel that this last episode gives him his confidence back, gives him his his spirit back and his belief back in the Force. And I feel that especially at the very, very end, and I, again, I don't want to spoil this for anyone who hasn't seen it, but at the very, very end of this series, there is kind of this light bulb moment, for, at least for me, where you're able to go, right, so now he's in the mindset that he feels that he can move on and he can now move on to a different point in his life and develop himself in other ways. Now, again, I'm being intentionally vague because there is a brilliant section right at the very end of this episode where I literally pointed at the tv screen when my wife was in the room with me and went oh it's that it's that and uh, that was I, I i i was i was like beaming from like ear to ear just smiling because it just gave you that moment that you're like yes i've been waiting for this for the entire series and this is the perfect way to be able to wrap this series up and I do feel like I'm kind of this like Star Wars fan at this point, and I'm like really giddy with like what they've done with this series. But in truth, I probably am. But in truth, I have been waiting for an Obi Wan Kenobi focused, whether it's a film or a TV series, for the longest time because there is so much time between Episode Three and Episode Four for this one man to just live on his own, watching over a boy as he grows up. That's not the entire story of Obi-Wan Kenobi as far as I'm concerned, and I'm glad that this series gave us more about who this character has become and 
who they are trying to be and just where their mindset is. I've loved seeing his character grow and gain his confidence back over the series. And I will definitely be re-watching this series in its entirety at some point in hopefully the not too distant future. In fact, I've been trying to decide what I want to take with me to be able to watch on the plane when we travel, travel to and from Florida. I may download all of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and re-watch it in its entirety. That is how good it is. And I was speaking to someone in the Sorcerer Radio Discord this past week, and they said that they didn't enjoy it that, that much. A few other people disagreed, including myself, of course. But for me, I feel that watching the Kenobi series, or Obi-Wan Kenobi series, should I say, is its full name, I feel that that is an essential part of watching the Skywalker saga now. I feel that it gives you that context between episode three and even rogue one where you can see vader's ruthlessness you can see how he has changed since his initial fall to the dark side i wholeheartedly believe that the obi-wan kenobi series is an essential part of watching through the skywalker saga now and when i come to watch them from start to end which i kind of am doing at the moment with my son we watched episode three today actually we watched episode two yesterday and three today but i think at the moment it we'll try and get through the films before we introduce him to the tv series but anyway when i am going to be doing a watch through of these in my own time i will definitely be including the kenobi series in all of my watch through because it just adds so much to the overall story it, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I will move on now because I could keep talking about it for hours and I will end up spoiling it for someone and I really don't want to be able to do that. But uh, what have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting on Tuesday on Disney+, Plus, especially in the UK, but on Hulu in the US, we'll be getting the first and also the second episodes in the second season of Only Murderers in the Building. This second season will actually pick up following the closing events of the first season, following the shocking death of the Arconia board president, Bunny Folger. I think that's how you say her name. Anyway, where Charles, Oliver, and Mabel race to unmask her killer. However, three unfortunate complications ensue. The trio is implicated in Bunny's homicide. They are now the subjects of a competing podcast, and they have to deal with a bunch of New York neighbours who all think they committed murder. I absolutely loved this very first season of this series. As I've said on many occasions, it was like watching a murder mystery book, and I absolutely loved it, and I'm hoping this second season will follow much the same sort of... Uh, storytelling let's say but yeah really can't wait to be able to watch this second season moving on to wednesday we'll be getting the fourth episode of miss marvel as well as the debut of the new baymax series where the inflatable healthcare companion robot sets out to do what he was programmed to do help others and we follow his adventures in the city of san francisco i'm really looking forward to this series it looks like it's going to be really fun and i've, I've been hoping for a uh, big hero six follow-up for quite a while and i'm hoping that this could just be that maybe just the beginning and we might get a second movie in the not too distant future but again that's just on my wish list because i really enjoyed the original baymax movie maybe that's one to include in the weekly movie club if i haven't already that is I've, to be honest i've started to lose track of the movies that i have co covered and i keep having to go back through my list and see what i have done so far also in the us on wednesday you'll be getting parts three and four of the four-part special 37 words which started last week and you'll also be getting five episodes from owl house season two 
Lost Treasures of Rome Season 1, and Lance, which tells the story of Lance Armstrong, one of the most inspirational and infamous athletes of all time. In the UK on Wednesday, we'll be getting Big Sky Season 2, Episode 12, NCIS Season 19, Episode 15, Space Chickens in Space Season 1, American Dad Season 18, Episode 7, The Great North Season 2, Episode 19, Bob's Burger Season 12, Episode 21, Goat Season 1, Atlanta Season 3, Club Houdini Seasons 1 through 3, Boston Legal Seasons 1 through 5, and, and I'm going to apologise in advance for this because I don't know if I'll be able to say it correctly, Limbo Hasta Que Lo Decid? I'm not sure if that's correct. Anyway, this is supposedly is about Sophia, who is a young millionaire heiress who seems to have it all. When she learns about the death of her father, she returns to Buenos Aires to deal with a tangled legacy that will expose a dark side to her past. In the UK on Thursday, we'll be getting the fifth episode of the Orville, New Horizons, which I'm really falling behind on and I need time to be able to get caught up on it, but... I was really, really enjoying this series, and it'll probably be one of those I'll end up binge-watching, and if I don't get to be able to catch up before we go to Florida, I'll probably put it onto my iPad and watch them on the plane. Moving on to Friday, we'll be getting the Marvel Studios Assembled, The Making of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Wow, that's a very long title. Which, I actually love watching these, to be able to see how movies were made and things like that. I was always that weird person that paid extra for the extra bonus discs DVDs that had all of the documentaries on, just because I like to see how films are made and see like the vfx and the behind the scenes that scenes this that and the other i just really really enjoyed that so i do love getting to check these out when they're on in the u.s on friday you will be seeing the start of shark fest with the introduction of 50 shades of sharks raging bull shark world's biggest tiger shark and world's biggest great white you'll also be getting slaying the badger about greg Lemond, who is now the first and only American to win the Tour de France. Hawaiian, the legend of Eddie Aiku, about the life and power of Eddie Aiku, the legendary Hawaiian big wave surfer, pioneering lifeguard, and ultimately doomed crew member of the Polynesian voyage canoe Hokelua? I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm really bad with being able to pronounce these types of things. You'll also be getting The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry about Tekuru Kobayashi, and Joey Chestnut, who complete in the nation's famous international hot dog eating contest in Coney Island. And finally, the 30 for 30 special, The Birth of Big Air, about Matt Hoffman, who is one of the pioneers of BMX, and his motivation was neither money nor fame, just the purity of the sport. Moving here into the UK on Friday, we'll be getting Hulu's The Princess, which I actually spoke about earlier and last week as well. And also we'll be getting the movies Made in America from 1993, Phenomenon from 1996, High Crimes from 2002, Stay from 2005, The Sentinel from 2006, which I actually really enjoyed, so I'm looking forward to being able to watch that again at some point, Epic Movie from 2007, the Brilliant Wild Hogs, which stars Tim Allen, John Travolta, William H. Macy, and Martin Lawrence, which I absolutely loved, and I highly recommend this one. It's about four middle-aged friends who decide to rev up their routine lives with a freewheeling road trip. But after a run-in with a Mexican mo- motorcycle mob, they are less than eager to continue. 
We'll also be getting Mirrors from 2008. And we'll also be getting Waltz with Bashir, where Ari Follman is encountered with brief visions about the 1982 Lebanon War, in which he served as an infantry soldier. And finally this week, we'll be getting National Geographic's Tracking the Brown Bear. And that's about it for this next week. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know, of course, over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I am going to be taking another brief break now, though, but then after that, I'll be back with this week's Weekly Movie Club. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. And now it's time for the Weekly Movie Club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's Movie Club movie has been The Rookie. So if you've never seen The Rookie before, which stars Dennis Quaid, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. Now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into the movie. Jim Morris is the son of a career Navy man who moves his family from Florida to Texas in order to maintain job security. Jim is shown to be a skilled pitcher, though his father disapproves of Jim's dream of making it into into Major League Baseball. It is later mentioned that the town which Jim's family moved to, Big Lake, has lost its love for baseball, preferring football instead. Thus, he was unable to play baseball in high school. He later gets a chance when he is drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers, but he tears up his shoulder, ending his hopes of achieving his lifelong dream. In 1999, Jim, who is married with three children, is a high school science teacher, as well as the head baseball coach. His team, the Big Lake Owls, is unsuccessful, with many of his players being skilled but unmotivated, especially with little community support. One day after practice, the team catcher offers to play catch with Jim, There it is revealed that Jim may still have his fastball, and it's soon displayed to the rest of the team. The Owls believe that Jim could possibly pitch in the major leagues, and offer him a deal. If the Owls can win district and make the state playoffs, Jim will try out again, which Jim accepts. Furthermore, the team urges him to throw his fastball during batting practice, which immensely improves their hitting. The Owls end up winning District, and Jim is told of a tryout nearby for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and goes without telling his wife, Lori, afraid that her fear of him re-injuring his shoulder would keep him from going. After his tryout, the professional scouts discover his ability to repeatedly throw a baseball at 98 miles per hour. The lead scout tells Jim that he could be signed to a minor league deal almost immediately. Laurie finds out after getting two messages from the Tampa Bay scouts, and also Jim tells his father, with whom he still has a cold relationship with, and he again tries to dissuade Jim from following his dream. Laurie is also reluctant to let Jim go, citing his home responsibilities, but after seeing how Jim is inspiring their son Hunter, she allows it. 
Jim is initially assigned to the minor league Class AA Orlando Rays, but quickly moves up to the Class AAA Durham Bulls. Concerned for his family due to mounting bills, the pay for the minor leagues is being quite low, Jim decides to give up and come home. But Laurie talks him out of it, not wanting Jim to give up on his dream once again. Jim gets inspired again when he watches a Little League baseball game one night, remembering the same love for baseball that he had as a kid. In September, Jim is told that the Major League club has called him up and that they will be playing in Texas against the Rangers. Jim calls his family, who in turn informs the town. Advising his wife of the dress code in the majors, Jim finds his sports coat, a necktie, and his St. Rita necklace hanging in his locker. St. Rita is the saint of impossible dreams. His family, high school players, and many townspeople go to the game. Jim impresses many of the coaches in warm-up with his fastball, and late in the game, with the Tampa Bay losing badly, Jim is called into the game to pitch to Royce Clayton and end the inning. Jim gets a strikeout against Clayton on three straight fastballs. After the game, Jim gets interviewed by the press. During the interview, Jim notices his father had also come to the game. Jim's father admits how special it is to be able to see his son play in the majors, and apologises for not supporting him before. Jim thanks him, and gives him the ball with which he had gotten the strikeout, and the two repair their relationship. Jim then meets with his family and the townspeople who had come to the game, applauding Jim on his amazing success story. The Big Lake High School trophy case then displays Jim's Major League jersey, and it's then mentioned that Jim would go on to pitch in the Major Leagues for two seasons, before retiring and returning to teaching in Texas. The rookie was released on March 29th, 2002, with a budget of $22 million. It then went on to make over $80 million at the box office. The movie received generally positive reviews, with Dennis Quaid's performance receiving praise. The review site Rotten Tomatoes reports 84% as certified fresh as a score from critics. The movie is actually based on the true story of Jim Morris, who Dennis Quaid plays in the movie. Morris debuted in the Major League Baseball in 1999 at the age of 35 for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, where he played until the year 2000. Jim Morris actually released an autobiography called The Oldest Rookie, which details his life through to his Major League Baseball career, and he then released a second book in 2020 called Dream Makers, which covers the 20 years since his retirement. Even though Jim Morris was 35 when he signed with the Devil Rays organisation, Dennis Quaid was actually 47 when the film was shot in 2001. The Rookie was filmed almost entirely in north and central Texas, apart from the scenes filmed at the ballpark in Arlington. The scene where Jimmy walks out to the mound for the first time at the ballpark in Arlington was actually filmed during the seventh inning stretch of a real Texas Rangers game. However, all of the pitching shots were actually done after the game. Producers actually contacted Royce Clayton, who was the first batter Jim Morris faced in the major leagues, and got his permission to be able to use his name for the film. It actually took Morris four pitches to strike him out. Clayton actually managed to hit one foul, but it was too difficult to be able to film the ball going foul, so they just left that part out. Most of the population of the town of Big Lake, Texas, who were featured in the film, are actually fictional. 
only the baseball team and those directly connected with Jim are actually based on real people. And finally, to finish off the facts for this week, the Bulls game was shot in Round Rock, Texas at the Dell Diamond. The tryout scenes were filmed at Taylor High School in Taylor, Texas, and the Orlando Rays game was shot in Austin ISD's Nelson Field. The oil field scene was actually shot at the Heap Ranch in South Austin. And that's about it for this week. I'm sorry it's a little bit of a shorter facts this week. There aren't as actually many facts based on this movie. There were a few goofs, though, especially that he was supposedly a left-handed pitcher, and he can be seen throughout the film regularly holding the ball in his right hand. And also the Texas Rangers are shown wearing their 2001 uniforms rather than their 1999 uniforms. Of course, this being that it was filmed actually during a Texas Rangers game. But that's about it. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Me and my wife went through a stretch earlier this year where we watched a lot of true story sports movies. And we started, of course, with all of the Disney ones, this being one of them. And I remember watching this one when I was younger and I absolutely loved it. I I don't know whether I've said this before, but I'm a huge baseball fan. I have been following the St. Louis Cardinals since oh, a very, very young age. So I do apologize to anyone who supports a, a just any other team other than the St. Louis Cardinals because I've been following them forever. I subscribe to MLB TV. I watch all the games. I actually watched one last night. It's just something that I can just put onto my phone, especially the preseason games because they're so early in the day. I can actually play like the audio on my way back from work in the car. So yeah, I try to catch a game whenever I can. And Back in 2020, before COVID hit, uh, me and my dad were actually supposed to go and see the Cardinals play in London, and we'd got tickets and everything, and yeah, unfortunately, everything got cancelled because of the lockdown, so I don't know when I'll be able to get to see this Cardinals again. At some point, I want to be able to go and see a home game in St. Louis, but anyway, I'm I'm digressing a little bit now, but yeah, I've been a huge baseball fan for a very long time, and it's just nice to be able to watch baseball films like The Rookie, like For Love of the Game, and things like that, because we don't get to experience a lot of that over here in the UK. Some people have told me many times before I should come over and live in the US, just because there's lots of different things like the Disney parks, like baseball and things like that, that I'm into that aren't really classic UK kind of things. But anyway, regardless, I absolutely love this film and I wish that Full of the Game was a Disney film because I, I would say out of all of the uh, baseball films, it's probably between Full of the Game and Field of Dreams for like my all-time favourite baseball film. So anyway, regardless, I absolutely love The Rookie and it's I actually got it on DVD when it came out way back when in the early 2000s and yeah, I've got, I've got a copy of it upstairs but it's been nice to be able to revisit, uh, revisit it on Disney Plus this last week and also earlier this year when me and my wife were watching them as well. Of course, as always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the Fun Zone Facebook group and also over on my social media for people to be able to share their comments. So let's see what you had to say this week. Tim over on Instagram said, really enjoyed this film. It's not usually one that I would have watched, but I actually really enjoyed it. However, I didn't realise that the kid was played by the same kid who was in Two and a Half Men. Yes, he was played by, what's the actor's name? Angus Jones? Angus T. Jones, that's it. So yeah, he he was the kid in Two and a Half Men. So yeah, I didn't realise it until many years later after seeing both of them and then going back and watching this film that it was the same kid. But yeah, really enjoyed that. And also, uh, Rudy, I think, is one of the uh, uh, pitchers at the high school. He's actually, he, he played uh, 
one of the heroes in Arrow many years later. So yeah, big diverse cast here in this film, but yeah. And finally this week, Pete also on Instagram said, I really enjoy this movie. I've seen it a few times over the years. Don't get me wrong. It's no field of dreams, but it's still a really good baseball movie and a really good true story as well. Yeah, I'll have to check if Jim's autobiography is on Kindle because I think it'd be a really good read and a good companion to this movie as well. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. We haven't actually got a Diz His review this week as Joe's away on a Disney cruise. So we'll hear from those guys next week. But thank you everyone for your comments this week. If you want to be able to leave me your comments on the weekly movie club each week, you can do so in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Remember you can leave me an audio comment if you would like to at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club plus being the word plus and for the next movie club movie we'll be watching Raya and the Last Dragon. Until then though hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one everyone. Bye bye.